0: This is the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast with Michael Boldea.
1: Welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldea. And uh, once again, another week has come and gone. Uh, the lines are uh, clearer and clearer. Uh, they're being drawn throughout the world. People are picking sides. People are picking who they're going to support. Um, and, and and some people are just, you know, it, you can only expect so much from some people. Let's put it that way. Um, the big news last week uh, or this past week was the hospital bombing, which turned out Uh, not to be done by the israelis uh i i had my doubts the moment i started hearing the news because the israelis understand they're under a microscope they understand that any perceived uh let's call it drawing outside the lines such as bombing a hospital would uh bring about instant uh, world retribution i mean uh who was it trudeau el presidente of canada who looks surprisingly like uh a a former cuban president without the facial hair i'm not gonna get into conspiracy theories but uh you'll be looking a lot like castro but just you know clean shaven and having taken a bath uh he, he was the first to condemn the israelis for what they did well now the news is out things have uh You know, uh, apparently this time around, the truth had uh, sufficient time to put on its pants and catch up with the lie that was being spread uh, at breakneck speed. It wasn't the Israelis that bombed the hospital, because I don't care who you are, I don't care what side you hold to, uh, bombing a hospital is wrong. It's not something anyone should do. Well, it turns out the Israelis didn't it was uh it was Hamas, and uh, it was an errant rocket and because uh he's surrounded by intelligent people, uh, one of which is uh, his son Hunter, who is the most intelligent man uh, Joe Biden has ever met, which should likely uh give you reason for pause and uh introspection as to what level of individual does joe biden hang out with Uh, what kind of knuckle draggers are you communing with every day what kind of morons are in your inner circle if a crack addict is the smartest man you've ever known just a question but uh joe biden uh went to heal the world and make it a better place because he once heard michael jackson sing about it uh, and so he's in Israel, and uh, the, the first piece of advice that he has is that uh, Hamas should learn how to shoot straight. I didn't make it up. You can look it up. It's, it's a headline on a couple of websites. Uh, <laughs> Joe Biden, and I, I can't, look, it's not a laughing matter. It's not a joking matter. This is supposed to be the most powerful individual in history or at least in the world today. Uh, He's got his finger on on multiple nuclear buttons. And the best thing to come out of his face is that Hamas should learn how to shoot straight after the whole uh, Gaza hospital bombing. So, yes, it turns out that Hamas uh, was responsible for the bombing of the hospital. I wish it had never happened. Uh, It did. And so... Taking that into account for, I can't can't say stability or peace, but for the entire Muslim world not to be up in arms and, and, and burn the cities in which they reside, if the only two outcomes were either the Israelis did it or Hamas did it, I prefer that Hamas did it. And they did. And still, uh, that's not enough for some people, including members of Congress here in the U.S. Because who was it? Uh, Madame Talib invaded the People's House. Uh, if you know, if you want to go that route, see, because everybody, for the longest time, everybody was going on and on about January 6th and the insurrection uh well an insurrection took place again but nobody seems to be blinking an eye and these are compared to the people that that were part of january 6th the little old ladies waving their their their, their little plastic flags and these people who are Pro-terrorists. This is what they are. They're not pro-Palestinian. Look, 1,300 people, over 1,300 people are dead because certain quote-unquote Palestinians decided to, to come in with, with parachutes and airplanes and, and just kill people for no reason other than the fact that they're Jewish. So this whole thing could have been avoided had they not done this stuff. But now, apparently, there was an insurrection, indeed. Almost a violent insurrection at the Capitol building. And uh, pro-Palestinian protesters staged it on Wednesday, which is yesterday. By the way, just for the sake of posterity, uh, this is a recorded program today, uh, October the 19th. The year of our lord twenty twenty three we're still here, still no mushroom clouds, but boy, oh boy, aren't we getting close to it all right now again and this is I, I I need to go back to the things we talked about last week because now you understand the context. Thankfully, they were not prepared for the international day of rage uh you know one here, one there, a school teacher I think died in France, got stabbed by a man yelling uh What was he yelling? I don't know. It's a mystery. Nobody understands what he is saying. We don't know. know. Maybe he was ordering falafel. But he was yelling what terrorists usually yell before they press a button. (laughs) Uh, And a couple other instances took place around the world. But as far as uh, the International Day of Fury... (laughs) Uh, it was underwhelming, and it's because they were not prepared. Uh, I, I'm i thankful for that, because if this thing had been thought out correctly, and if it had been planned, um, it, it could have been a lot bloodier and uglier. Even still, Europe right now is, is just on the edge of its seat. Uh, they're shutting down airports left and right. Uh, for the second day in a row, airports in France are down. Uh, There's people protesting in a lot of the major cities in Europe. And uh, if the hospital had been uh, done by Israel, if it had been bombarded or bombed by Israel, then that would have been um, enough to set off this powder keg. Uh, It wasn't. And even still, even still, people are saying that it was. That, now that it's been proven that it was an errant rocket that Hamas was trying to fire into Israel. Anderson Cooper, he, he was up there, you know, the only time he was as excited about the possibility of blowing up a hospital is when he was, uh, you know, doing Don Lemon live or something, I, I'm, like his show. Don't, yeah. But it didn't happen. And people are still saying that it did. This entire thing was not instigated or started by Israel. And for the U.S. to come out and say, what was it Uh, I read last week? uh, It was, what was it? The the White House uh, wants zero civilian casualties, and they have tough questions for uh, Bibi Netanyahu. That That was the headline of the story I read. And I'm sitting there scratching my head and going, okay, so Hamas is using civilians as human shields. They have their basis of operation in schools, in hospitals, in places that are heavily populated by women and children because they understand that although Israel is fighting for its life and fighting for its right to exist, They still retain enough humanity where they're not going to push the button, they're not going to pull the trigger on an entire school, even though they know Hamas members are there. This is why they gave, what, 36 or 24 hours for people that aren't uh, ready to go and meet their virgins to evacuate Gaza so they could roll in and take out Hamas. So they're not... Look, one side is clearly more humane than the other. And for individuals in this country to say that there is equity and equality between Hamas and Israel, stop. Like I said, I, I'm not Jewish. This doesn't concern me except for the fact that a nation of people is being targeted for extermination again and by covenant they are the people of god i'm not for sending u.s troops to ukraine or to israel because we're going to need the troops here look the fact that the international day of rage was a bust doesn't mean we're not going to see attacks on u.s soil if if You thought this was a one-and-done deal. Well, phew, we got past that date. We're good. We're golden. We're sailing, baby. That's not the way it works. That's not the way it's going to happen. And right now they're catching people at the border in Arizona, in Texas, uh, in California, who are, surprise, surprise, of Middle Eastern descent with uh, questionable relationships meaning uh they've been known to uh either frequent websites that are highly zealous in their desire to see the great satan destroyed or uh their names have come up in uh what is colloquially known as a terrorist group Look, this is not going to end well i i'm not i'm not going to spend the entire hour on this because right now Let's just say that we dodged the bullet, internationally speaking, uh, due to the fact that it's been proven. It wasn't Israel who bombed the hospital, because it was an atrocious thing. With 500 people dead, babies, children, women. So if Israel would have done it, all, all, all the compassion would have, you know, just evaporated. Even so, there's what, a former prime minister of England said that Israel has forfeited its right to exist. You know, how so, sir? How so? I understand, even within, look, I'm going to say this, and it's going to be controversial, and people are going to take it out of context, but it's the truth. The only reason joe biden got on a plane and went to israel and he's trying to mumble his way through you know support for israel is because the optics and the polling said he should joe biden has absolutely no love for israel or for ukraine or for anyone else except joe biden and his obviously perverted family because apparently his brother likes taking pictures of himself, and his son likes taking pictures with his niece. It's, it, I, it's just a family of perbs that somehow became the most powerful family in these United States because dumb people never learn. So if you think that this administration isn't looking for any excuse to pull support for Israel, to denounce Israel... Or to say, quote-unquote, that Israel got what it deserved, you're fooling yourself. John Kirby, the White House's National Security Council coordinator for strategic communications, told reporters aboard Air Force One en route to Israel Tuesday, which was two days ago, that El Presidente Jose Biden would have tough questions for Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu when they met Wednesday morning. Biden's trip was intended to show solidarity for Israel in its war against the Palestinian terrorist group Hamas, attacked Israel without provocation. There you go. Underline those two words because they're important. The attack was without provocation, and 1,400 people are dead. There's no equating the two. Trip was intended to show solidarity, but after Palestinians and their allies blamed Israel for an explosion at a hospital in Gaza City that reportedly killed hundreds of people, Biden appeared to be taking a different stance, promising that U.S. officials would investigate. Indeed, oh yes, between painting your fingernails pink and getting that transition surgery, I'm sure we've got a lot of people just. Uh, chomping at the bit to investigate what was it The, the u.s armed forces now has an obesity problem and i understand people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones but yours truly isn't in the armed forces all right so uh i may be a bit chunky but i could still walk without heavy breathing Apparently, there's a lot of people carrying M-16s and promising to defend this land from all enemies, foreign and domestic, uh, that can't do that. So, you know, we're, we're, we're ill-prepared for a war. Never mind a war on two fronts. Because that's what's gearing up right now. Because, uh, mm, how far do I want to go with this? Not far, because I, some things need to be a surprise for you people. You know, I can't, I can't just hand everything over to you i can't just put it on a platter and serve it because then uh, some people take my hard work and they monetize it and god bless them i haven't you know pointed anyone out but still uh it's i i do what i do out of love for you i say as much as i can say without scaring you because that's not my intent uh so if, if people who take what i say and uh repackage it and then uh, at the end of it tell you you're supposed to buy uh, a a, a box of uh, potatoes au gratin to save your family disregard and don't buy it all right if god tells you to do it by all means i love potatoes au gratin especially with a little parmesan shaving on top so there's nothing wrong with that it's just people associating you surviving what's coming and you doing okay during what's coming and you uh you know uh, getting through it with uh, a bucket of potatoes au gratin, that's not the thing that's going to save you. It's not the thing that's going to save me. Uh, there, there's only one who was able to keep us, to protect us, to save us through it all, and that's Christ. So uh, potatoes au gratin is not a substitute for Jesus. Just saying. But uh, if, if you follow recent news, currently... Um, Vladimir Putin is uh, meeting with uh,
0: Xi Jinping
1: of China and and together uh, they're uh, cobbling the plan for uh, the the next century and uh, what the world will look like in their estimation the reason they're able to do this without any fear of reciprocity is because they understand how weak America has become internationally, on the international stage. I know, but we've given so much money and weapons to Ukraine. And they're doing great, aren't they? I mean, they're, 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 they're three, three clicks away from Moscow. They're going to take over Russia. The propaganda isn't working. They're not doing great, even though we've provided them with weapons. They're still on the losing end of this, and it needs to stop, because right now we're gearing up for a war with the Muslim world. Understand that two most fundamentalist Muslims. Israel is the little Satan. I <laughs> Let that sink in to most fundamentalist Muslims, or Muslims, uh, Israel is the little Satan. Guess who the big Satan is? Hmm? That's right. So if they were willing to do what they did, the, the, the level of butchery that they did in Israel, given that Israel is the little Satan, if given the opportunity, the chance, and the means, what do you think they'll do here? Given that America, to them, is the great Satan. Hmm? Just a thought. I know, I know. But see, I was talking to Gino earlier, and half of me wants to have empathy for what America has become and and, and feel sad for the average Joe because of where their politicians have taken this country. The other half sees what's happening even among those who call themselves Christians and believers, and, and I have to shrug my shoulders and go, yep, we deserve the judgment. And not just a little bit. We deserve the whole kit and caboodle. And there's no way around that reality. But God should spare us because we're Americans. Where's that in the Bible? I, I, again, you believed wrong theology for so long that you allowed yourself to accept the premise that God will judge you because you're American differently than he will the rest of the world. God will not make concessions. God will not give you liberties beyond the word of God. And God keeps his word when he says, judgment begins in my house, and it's not going to be purdy. God, mm. But that's the thing. It's, it's the pride of life. I'm an American. God sees me different. No, he don't. He does not see you different than the Christian in Nigeria, or the Christian in China, or the Christian in Romania, or Ukraine, or anywhere else. All right. The only difference between Christians in America and Christians in the other parts of the world where Christians are being persecuted is that you will be called to account for the freedom that you had and the fact that you squandered it. That's it. I know it's a heavy one today. It is what it is. This is where we are. We're looking everywhere you look, there's conflict or the beginnings of conflict. You have nations that that don't know what to do with the uprising of individuals that in, in just Berlin alone, 65 policemen were injured as pro-Palestinian activists rioted and set fire during a banned protest. So, you know, unlike most Christians, these people aren't law-abiding. They're, well, it's a banned protest, we're not going to go. No, they injured 65 cops and set a bunch of stuff on fire. And as uh, the old country western song so aptly reminds us, we've only just begun. So, but that's okay, the rapture's coming. I I hope you're right. What do you want me to say? Because I'm I'm done having this conversation with people. They're looking left and right and starting to sweat. I'm going, "Uh, why are we still here? The rapture's coming. I'm not having this conversation anymore. Read your Bible. Don't, but so-and-so said, I don't care. Read your Bible. Don't even believe me. Don't listen to me. I'm here screaming into a microphone. But read your Bible. For the sake of your soul, read your Bible. And understand that when the Bible says, he who endures to the end shall be saved, it means that he who endures to the end shall be saved. Let's not play these games anymore, because it's a little late for that. All right? We're about to witness everything the Bible said we were going to witness. So unless you're going to tell me that, that this isn't it, no, this is it, it can't be, brother, this isn't it. We're still here, so it can't be it. Uh, that uh, That's a circuitous logic that makes no sense. So rather than acknowledge the things you're seeing with your own eyes, you're going to ignore everything that's happening because you want to hang on to that belief so hard. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope. we're not going to see it, we're not going to see it. Wait, you're seeing it. No, nope, I'm not. Well, you, you can only ignore it for so long. Let's put it that way. But after I sipped from my delicious beverage, which, by the way, is, is, is store-bought, because uh, our Keurig machine decided to join the afterlife. Uh, it, it said, no more coffee for you. You drink too much anyway. And so it just died. So I had to actually go out and buy some. So give me a second. Let me sip. We'll get to it. Oh, that's good. Well, not as good as what I make. Yeah, it is. It's. I. I think that uh, certain companies uh, put less coffee in those Keurig cups than there should be, because a lot of it looks like tea. It's not. It's not dark enough. You, you gotta. You gotta make the little two ounce things, and you make like eight of them for it to look like a real cup of coffee. So. Later in the press briefing, Kirby explained that tough questions did not mean menacing. Joe Biden couldn't be menacing to his own shadow. Stop. Look, we're still trying to project this air of of a lion with, with a flowing mane running across the field. Dude. Stop! He's an old man with age spots that wears diapers and doesn't know his name half the time. The fact that you you can stand there with a straight face and say that Joe Biden could be menacing to anything but an ice cream cone, you can only stretch my credulity so far. So once he landed, this, this was this was the shot across the bow. This is the moment that made the world stand still. He said Hamas should learn how to shoot straight. Yeah, we're in good hands. Uh, sleep tight, kiddos. It, it's, it's better than all state. You're in good hands. Uh. Later in the press briefing, Kirby explained that tough questions did not mean menacing, but that the U.S. would ask Israel about its next steps in the war. Really. Last week, Biden had said that Israel had not only a right, but also a duty to fight Hamas. Kirby, a retired U.S. States Navy rear admiral, also said, the proper number of civilian casualties in a conflict like this is zero. Well, Mr. Kirby, we're already at 1,400. Jews. Unfortunately, because uh, Hamas couldn't take Joe Biden's advice and they didn't shoot straight, you also have about 500 civilian deaths caused by Hamas in, in, uh, in a hospital. Uh, the proper number of civilian casualties in a conflict like this is zero. He did not explain how that statement squared with the international law, which does not require... Zero, zero civilian casualties in war <sighs> look zero is a good number for civilian casualties on either side the problem is Hamas knows that if they use civilians as human shields if they use hostages as human shields they're likely to live one more day and perhaps do a little more damage and do a little more harm so there's, There's no easy answer to this. I understand everyone likes to talk out of their armpit. Everyone likes to bloviate. Everyone likes to say things. But there's no easy answer. Civilians will die. And likely, sooner or later, civilians will be killed by Israeli artillery, Israeli rockets, or Israeli soldiers. So there's... At the same time, you can't ask Israel to turn the other cheek and do nothing. Because next week, next month, next year, they're going to do it all over again. It's not a big nation. They can't afford to lose 1,400 people every other week. So there's no easy answer to this. Eventually, Israel is going to ignore international standards or whatever, and and, and they're going to do what they need to do in order to protect their population. And then... That will stir the known world against Israel. How soon this comes about, only God knows. But if you read the book of Revelation, that's kind of how it's going to play out, isn't it? The whole world will will, will come against them. In the final war. You're talking about stuff we're never going to see, brother. Then why is it in the Bible, huh? I mean, come on, honest question, because we're all adults here, except for the people that sit in the car and listen to me with their kids. Hello, children. Listen to your mother eat your vegetables. You're welcome. We're all adults here. Why would something be in a book specifically designated to the people of God if the people of God were not supposed to be witness to the things that the book says will occur? I know, it's a logic question. Who needs logic? we got pet dinosaurs in heaven and unicorns and indomitable snowmen. Who, who needs logic and reason and truth? We'll just sit here and dream about pet dinosaurs. So, look, it's, 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 it's not a question of if anymore. It's a question of when. And you have to understand that there are people in America waiting for the order to do unspeakable things. And on the one hand, all this talk about transgenderism and being born in the wrong body and about Bob wearing a dress, that's all going to dissipate in a day. It'll cure the mental illness like you wouldn't believe. On the other hand, there's going to be a lot of bloodshed, and innocent people will die. And those in power will use those situations to gain as much control as humanly possible over your life. Because they made it clear you can't let a good crisis go to waste. So even though they're the ones that facilitated the attacks that are coming in the United States by open borders and allowing people to come in unvetted, they're going to use that situation to clamp down on your freedoms all the more. Do you understand how sinister that is? It's it's a toss-up for me. Who's worse? The The, the guys that are going to be, you know taking out old ladies walking their poodles or or these politicians who only see those situations as a means of gaining more power. Rising Phoenix allow me to sip. We're gonna get into the US economy because people okay, I, I gotta tell you a story. Hold on. All right. <clears throat> Story time with Uncle Mike. Uh, for the first time ever, uh, my, my wife reacted to the price of milk at the store. Look, I, it's, I, I'm not going to go into detail. I'm not going to talk too much about it. But when I asked my wife to marry me, the only promise I made to her is that I would love her for the rest of my days and that I would always provide for her and whatever children we had. And um I do. I, I I hustle. I have side gigs. Nothing to do with ministry, nothing to do with uh the word of God or the calling on my life, but other things that allow me to, you know, make enough to get by. And so one of the things that, that my wife never had to, to deal with was the, the price of food at the store. I mean, we don't eat extravagant things. It's not lobster because I, I, I have gout, so no, no lobster, but she doesn't like it either. It's not steak every night. You know, we're normal people. We, we like a little broccoli and a little cauliflower and perhaps, you know, nice chicken breast on the old uh, George Foreman grill. But yesterday she was at the store, and, and she sent me a, a message. She goes, can you believe a half gallon of milk is $10? And uh, my only answer to her was, I believe it. What kind of milk? Oh, well, yeah, it was grass-fed and organic and all that. But the, the price of 10 even got to my wife, who, who never bats an eye about the things we need in the house as far as food is concerned. So if you thought that the whole inflation thing was over or that we'd righted the ship, we're not even – no, it's getting worse and worse every day. And anybody that does any sort of grocery shopping understands it. We've talked about this. Those of you that have been listening for some time understand the difference between needful things, existential things like food, water, heat, electricity – and unnecessary things. I mean, if I wanted a skidoo right now, I've got what five, six, seven within a five mile radius on Facebook that are all selling their skidoos. I I don't skidoo. I don't even know what it does, but people are selling toys or the things that were were hobby related in order to supplement their incomes because having no way to earn more money than whatever their paycheck is, they realize it's not going as far as it used to. And that dollar is worth less and less and less. That's what inflation is. Given all that, there are still those holdouts that believe uh, the equity in their homes is the thing that is going to save them. Um, I think we're about to see a huge correction in real estate and not just commercial real estate in this country. Right now you have uh, home loans at 8% average. I mean, understand that. The average home is, what, 350000 and and, and the average home loan interest is 8%. Because I have a lot of older people that I know. Well, you know, when when I was young, when I was your age, back during the days of Reagan and Carter and Nixon, we were at sixteen percent. Yeah, I get that. But how much did you pay for your house, Bob? Well, I paid sixteen, eighteen, twenty-five, thirty thousand, forty thousand. You know what? on a $40,000 loan, not that bad. But 8% on half a million, a million five, 2.2, depending on where you live, that's going to hurt some people. And it's not just... Look, everything is in a bubble. Everything that is not existentially tied. It doesn't matter how high electricity is going to go. Most people are going to do their best to keep the lights on because they don't want to live by candlelight. Amish brothers that are sneaking a radio and listening to this program, other than you, uh, you know, it's it, people. People are going to pay for the electricity, uh, water, same thing, gas, same thing because you need to cook. Now, what you cook will likely go down in quality. This is why they keep floating locusts and beetles and all kinds of stuff. I can't believe it's not meat. Yeah, you can, because it doesn't taste like it. Meat doesn't jiggle that way. But the existential things people are going to keep buying for, it's, it's the other things, the toys, the, the the new homes, the things that they understand will have a 30-year lifespan that they won't be able to pay. So in Chicago, which is close to us, 23% of office buildings are vacant that means that 23 percent of the office buildings in chicago do not have tenants nobody's paying those people that own those buildings still have to pay the property tax on it regardless if they can't pay the property tax and nobody's coming in to lease out office space because you know if you're selling anything you're going to get robbed anyway And legal services, nobody's arresting criminals anymore, so who needs those? Uh, So people are just going to first sale. I'll I'll take a dollar or whatever, because I don't want to accrue debt on property tax. It's just an empty building. Now, San Francisco, worse than Chicago. I know. Shocker. 34% of office buildings in San Francisco are vacant. But the winner, uh, by a margin, almost half. By almost, well, it's more than half. It's 61.6%. So that's almost 100% more than San Francisco. Guess who? Huh? New York! I know, it's the Big Apple. Well, the Big Apple's all wormy and rotten, isn't it? 61.6% of office buildings in New York are vacant. Well, hey, you know, you can house migrants in the office buildings. You bring in a few cots. I know most of them won't appreciate it because it's not the Roosevelt. You know, it doesn't have king beds with uh, 2,000-count thread sheets. So uh, we we do not come to America to sleep on a cot in an office building. Come on, man. It's five-star or nothing. But those are scary numbers, and it's going to bleed over into every other area of business, including how many taxes they collect. So we were not – there's no way to interpret the economic indicators and say, hey, we're out of the woods. Look at that. The phoenix has finally broken over the clouds. Stop. We haven't broken out of anything, and our rebellion is only making us more stiff-necked. We we don't want to repent, because that would mean we'd have to admit that we were wrong. And, and there's this bumbling buffoon in Illinois, Pritzker. I, his wife's a billionaire or something. This, this man's never going to know hardship, but uh he was uh i i heard this on the radio driving in this morning and by the way i came into the office at six thirty this morning i've been up since two so uh you're welcome i know but you gotta work that's 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 the whole thing that, that that daddy adam messed up for the rest of us if you don't work you don't eat and with the sweat of your brow you gotta you know feed your kids so on wednesday's broadcast of MSNBC's Morning Joe, they took the clip and they played it on talk radio this morning. Uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker, the man known as Quadruple Chin uh, J.B., he's a chunky fellow. Look, I I understand mass. I'm, I'm a big guy. But if my face looked like somebody took a tire pump to it, I I don't know. I I may change my diet. I I may go to you know e- e- instead of gas station grilled cheese, maybe gas station tofu. I don't know. I don't think so though. But the the, the man does not look well. It it's 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 not a healthy big. It, it's a bring me another rotisserie chicken and mayonnaise kind of big. So, uh, Senor Pritzker said that Joe Biden needs to tell migrants not to come to Illinois because coming to Illinois can be dangerous, you know, because of the cold. Uh, They're looking for excuses and reasons to not accept migrants and, 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 and people coming over the border while not admitting to the fact that their policies were wrong, while not admitting to the fact that their policies led to what's happening in this country. Uh, (laughs) He stated that migrants coming to Illinois are here uh, legally, and these asylum seekers, they're here to get a hearing and to have a decision made about whether or not they can stay in these United States. But the Biden administration must make it clear to the people who are at the border that getting on a bus to Chicago or New York in mid-October heading into winter, where it's going to be 20 degrees or 10 degrees... uh, where we just do not have enough shelter for everybody, well, that can be dangerous. Well, you got open, you got a bunch of uh vacant office space, Mr. Pritzker. I'm sure they'll be okay. Because, you know, bring us your poor and your wretched. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Allow their policies to just work their way to their natural end and you see how diabolical and insane their policies were all the while shrouded in love and tolerance and acceptance you're so mean what do you mean legal immigration well yeah legal immigration is the way it should be done because right now you've got hundreds of thousands of people running across your border some of whom have been identified as Middle Eastern and terrorist sympathizers, and they're not coming for the Kentucky Fried Chicken. They prefer goat. So if they're coming here now, there is a reason and purpose. It's not to assimilate. It's not to become the best version of the American citizen that they can. It's not to aspire to the American dream. Because you see these major cities throughout Europe and even here in the U.S. that a certain kind of person puts their religious zealotry above their nationality, above their citizenship, above the laws and regulations of the nations that they live in. Are you getting that? Are you understanding the danger that we've allowed to amass in this country, and other nations. These are people who come, they, they they take as much resource as they can via welfare, via food stamps, via whatever else they can, but they never assimilate, they never become American. They're still who they were when they got here. Their hatred remains intact. They're just here to siphon. And when their religion calls for them to make a choice when it calls for them to either stand for islam or stand with the red white and blue what do you think they're going to do i know see scary huh but somebody's got to say it because we're still living in the pipe dream. The only thing these people want is a chance at happiness in the American dream. You know what? I, I know quite a few immigrants. But the American dream has now become what? A, 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 a transgender, transgendered child and a pet duck. These people don't want that kind of dream. You can't sell it to them because even though their beliefs are evil as far as needing to be the facilitators of the extermination of a people, their beliefs are still tethered in the natural as far as family is concerned. You, you understand the you don't have to be a Christian to, to allow for, for, for the natural way of things or to believe in the natural way of things. Mother, father, son, daughter. The boy wears pants, the girl wears a dress. Normal. So these people that are coming over, they, they don't want the new normal that's being shoved down their throats every chance they get. They don't want to see idiots in dresses with beards. They don't want to see a 14-year-old boy who cut off his junk and now cries at night and cuts himself because, hey, he's realizing there's never going to be anything close to normal for the rest of his life as far as relationships or intimacy are concerned. These people coming over don't want what America's selling. So you're not going to win them over with septum rings and pink hair and feminism. They are here for a purpose. The Bible tells you the purpose they're here for. But that's not the part of the Bible I like to read. Maybe you should start. Sorry. I know, I know. Unicorns and pet dinosaurs are great and stuff. But maybe you should start reading the parts of the Bible that make you feel uncomfortable. Maybe you should start reading the parts of the Bible that tell you what the last days will look like and allow for the possibility that you're going to be here to witness it. Because the book does have a question for you, knowing that these things, the end of all things, is near. What sort of man or woman are ought you to be? Hmm, I know heavy stuff, but it's only an hour a week, so you're OK. Look, this isn't this isn't done. this isn't over. And there are two things that I'm thankful for this week. Yes, I just took another sip. First, that they were not prepared. It was not well planned. The whole day of rage thing. I mean, there there were a few incidences, but nothing overwhelming. And second, that it's it's been proven, the, the whole hospital attack what was not coordinated, instigated, or carried out by Israel. Now, I don't know whether or not they'll take Joe Biden's advice and learn to shoot straight. But you're talking about a group that has no interest in placing any sort of value on life. The only reason that entire hospital bombing mattered to them is because they thought they could use it to ramp up hatred against Israel. They thought they could shift perspective and perception. They thought they could ingratiate themselves by pointing to their dead. but as far as caring about those that died whether they be women or children there there's there was there's no feeling there if you're willing to to strap a vest onto your own flesh and blood and send them out to meet their end you're incapable of human feeling anymore so First rule is don't underestimate your enemy. Second rule is understand how far your enemy's willing to go. We're not we're not willing to go as far as they are. And so pray that you never see it here. Pray that you never see it in your neighborhoods, in your supermarkets, in the places where you frequent. Because you don't, I don't, you don't, none of us understand what what the Israelis live through every day. Where you you walk out your door and you don't know if you're going to make it back home Comes some guy wakes up really wanting to see 70 virgins and starts indiscriminately stabbing people on the street or shooting them or strapping on a vest and yelling, and I think only when we start seeing it here will we appreciate the mental fortitude of those who live there only then can we appreciate the choices that they have to make and the things that they have to do in order to survive I, it's I, it's a bummer isn't it this this week last week i i hope joy returns children uh but If the Bible has anything to say about it, and if we are in the times that I'm assuming we're in, uh, joy is going to be in little supply, Uh, as will levity, as will humor. Uh, But we have each other, and we have God, and we have his promises. And uh, although his promises are not as exciting as uh, pet unicorns or pet dinosaurs, He does promise that he will never leave us or forsake us. And that's a good promise to cling to in the days to come. God knows, God sees, God hears. And God is able. Trust in him, walk with him. Prioritize him. Because the day will come when you'll call out. And if it's the first time you've ever talked to God, it'll be touch and go at best. Because you know what? During those days, there's going to be a lot of people crying out to God. You know, first-time interviews. Lord, who are you? Me, who are you? Uh, Heard about you. Well, still don't know you. So make sure you have a relationship with God today. Won't you? It'll 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 be good for you. Let me just put it that way. Because if God knows you, and you know God, when you speak to Him, He hears, and when He speaks to you, you hear as well. It's a good place to be. So thank you all for listening. I it's. <sighs> Look, everything's just together with such speed and ferocity that all you can do is 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 stand there and watch it happen and say lord you nailed it so anyway thank you for listening thank you for being with us thank you for your prayers may god bless you and keep you and until next time hopefully next week who knows uh mushroom clouds can happen any day now apparently because uh Maybe Hamas is going to learn to shoot straight and it won't be at Israel. But thank you for listening. Until next time, Gino, if you got anything
0: to say, it's yours. Thank you, Mike. Um, I am getting ready to go to Nashville tonight. Uh, God opened a door for some ministry opportunity there, but I got to share, uh, Daniel sent me a picture this morning with an artist called Flamey Grant, of course, named after Amy Grant, and an artist named Derek Webb, lead guitar player from Cademan's Call, God of Wonders, the worship song, and an artist named Sembly. Derek's dressed in a dress, Amy's in drag, and they're all bragging about going to the double ward. And I literally went on this Flamey Grant's website and it reads how much this drag queen emulates Amy Grant. Is what happens when you have leaven. When you say these sins are okay with God, you're fine the way you are. That is what you get. A drag queen. Emulating your compromise who can't even see the flames of hell in front of their steps. And then going to a music awards show to push the envelope of inclusion. Whenever you hear the word inclusion at a prophecy event, church event, Christian music show, awards show, run and don't look back. Because that word is not meaning racial inclusion anymore. It's meaning diversity, inclusion. And how do you go from writing God of Wonders to wearing a dress? That's a head-scratcher. Because the Holy Spirit cannot dwell in a person like that. The one argument I have today is you lost the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will not turn you into a drag queen or make you wear a dress. And that is the greater they should have that they lost the Holy Spirit of God by compromising and following the world. And as far as Amy goes, I've been for months And I'm off that bandwagon. The damage is done. When you come out and say, you know, you're okay being gay, the damage is done. It's like throwing eggs against the wall and trying to make an omelet out of it. Ain't going to happen. So this is why we are headed towards judgment. Pray that in Nashville I can be a voice of some kind of truth. And my argument is you can't do this with the Holy Spirit in you. And that is the scary thing when God departs and the Holy Spirit leaves. And if I had an argument in front of them or Dan Hazeltine who does the music for the chosen but still is going to be with Blamey Grant in a few days in Missouri, it's your sin will find you out no matter what you do for God. Compromise is like cancer. It only grows. So... Just pray we have a good trip. We can be a voice of truth. Hopefully someone will listen. Thank you for listening to The Light of Truth. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com.